Hey everybody, Mark Herman, aka LA Bengals fan on most of the major platforms, and I'm joined here with super fans Heath Goldman and Jake Circus of the Jake Circus Podcast. And this is the we're gonna call it the Super Bowl preview senior bowl. We'll touch on the senior bowl preview, jungle talk. Yeah, all right, who day? So um, did everybody enjoy watching? I just want to get this. Did we enjoy watching the fall of the Ravens? Was that was that something? Lamar, do, I, kinda... I mean, like, yes, because they still they've had, I think the 2019 Ravens and this Ravens team had a better roster than any of the three last Bengals teams and both of those Bengals teams got further than them. So that's a little funny, um, but not nah, like we're, we're on to next year. Um, you know, the, the Bengals and the Ravens from a rivalry perspective, you can Look at it however you want. They've they've swept us. They swept us this year. We swept us and we swept them in 2021. Like it's a good rivalry. Uh, and look, yeah. we, going into next year, we I think have the upper hand. They are going to have to replace I think the best assistant coach in the NFL and Mike McDonald. So we'll see where they go. Um, but yeah, it's it's not you know it's not looking pretty in Ravens world. Lamar's cap is going to keep going up every single year, as is Joe Burrow. So. Look, it's a it's a year to year league. I, I like the Ravens. I didn't think they were going to be that good this year, and they were one of the best teams in the league. But as as Billy Bean said, if you don't win the last game of the season, nobody gives a shit. That's you know what they had the better roster. I don't know. I, I don't know about Harbaugh's game plan coming in. I mean, only running the ball six times. But you know, Joe Burrow got to the AFC Championship game twice in his first three years and won one of them, and. Lamar, it took him six years to get here and absolutely collapsed like cheap lawn furniture. I mean, he just was terrible. So there was a couple things. There was a couple things, though, that, you know, as I sat back and watched those games, I can't stand the Chiefs. Um, I, I despise the Dirty Birds. But I'll tell you the couple things that surprised me. Harbaugh's coaching, being out coached that game completely surprised me. Yes, uh, me too. I, as, a, as a diehard Ohio State fan, I hate the Harbaugh's. But um, that surprised me. But I will say this, and we were talking about it a little bit before we got on the show, before Jake joined us. You look and see what has to happen next year for the Bengals to be competitive. And I think you learn that from some of these games. You learned it from look, watching Andy Reid. You learned that from watching uh, this team. So, that I mean, that's, I, that's the one thing I want to hope that we'll get into is really looking at really what we need to do to to fill this team and make it the best team possible next year because you yeah. know it's got some work to do we'll get into that the uh you know i was just i was just surprised at uh, at harbaugh and how they approached it obviously jim harbaugh we're going to be facing him this year he's the tra new charger coach um and we'll be at that game jake i don't know if you're going to come in town i'm sure heath and i are going to figure out a way because they're at sofi so that's uh, we don't have to travel to see that Ooh, but um yeah uh and uh i we should mention some more housekeeping stuff in terms of in division stuff um goodberry made a good point today on twitter about some of the the wins in the assistant coaching division scene that the Bengals have gotten this offseason obviously we lose brian callahan oh well uh but the titans are interviewing bill callahan who uh was the browns is the browns offensive line coach widely regarded as one of the best in the league obviously Brian's dad. Uh, so we'll see if that goes, if he goes to Tennessee. Obviously, Mike McDonald leaves Baltimore and Callahan coached uh, the Ravens 
DB's coach, Denard Wilson, who was reported to be in the finalist looks for Baltimore's new defensive coordinator. So tons of movement in the division, especially for Baltimore on the defensive side in terms of assistant coaches. Obviously, the Bengals just got poached for the first time in the Zach Taylor era. So we'll see what happens with with Pitcher. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it. But yeah, some interesting stuff is going on uh, inside the AFC North the last couple of days. Yeah, I saw Zach Orr. They promoted from within Baltimore today um, on the D.C., so, uh, but yeah, no, I, I kind of figured that's what made Callahan a attractive hire was I figured dad was going to come along. You were getting a two for one. Yeah, I you said that to me the other day when I asked you, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. I, I figured. Oh yes. The, yes. Zach Orr. I guess I missed that, but yeah, he played for Baltimore. He went from, oh. uh, all pro. He was an all pro. Oh God. I forget what year it was, but, uh, he was an all pro within 10 years and now he's a DC. That is, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that is a very quick turnaround going from all pro linebacker to defensive coordinator within 10 years. That's very impressive. Before I forget, if you don't subscribe, please subscribe. It's all we ask. We do these shows for you by fans for fans. And Jake does some great podcasts. Jake, tell them where they can find all your stuff. Yeah. Jake circus podcast on Spotify, uh, hiatus, I guess. Well, we'll see when we bring it back. We'll, we'll do a super Bowl episode. We'll talk about the super bowl, uh, relapse and stuff. And then, Maybe go into hibernation for a little bit, but you know, follow me on Twitter at, at Jake Circus. All my stuff is on there. Uh, it is hoop season. It is uh, almost baseball season. It's almost master season. So a lot of fun stuff to look forward to as we enter into uh, the sunny spring of the NFL offseason. And and March Madness. So. Yeah, hoops. I said hoops. Yeah, I, yeah. When I say look, when I say hoops, and I tweet the word hoops a lot on on Twitter or X or whatever, I mean college hoops. I do not mean NBA. Hoops is college basketball. Good man. The NBA is not the NBA is not hoops. That's oh, that's just a bunch I, of athletes. I, you know, I, that's not hoops. I'll have to get you into my I do a big NCAA pool on CBS. So we'll have to get you invited in that. So um, you can play up to four cards, too. So what was Callahan being poached or, or said differently? Was was one of our coaches being poached? Was it was it a surprise that it was Callahan and and not maybe uh, Lou? I'm just curious what your thoughts are. No, Callahan. Callahan has been widely regarded as. Right. Across the league is a very intelligent mind. Um, I remember we were talking Super Bowl stuff. I remember Andy. when, I, yeah, he he was the well, yeah, him and Lou were finalists. I think Lou was a finalist for Arizona. I want right. to say, yeah, uh, they ended up choosing Gannon, which I think is, was a home run, great hire. Uh, but when I was at the, I was at the Senior Bowl in 2020 when Herbert was there, uh, and Callahan and Taylor and Lou were there after the Bengals finished two and fourteen, or I think yeah, they finished two and fourteen. Um, and Callahan and Herbert had such a good relationship. Like it, they were, it was just so mutually impressive to the, the things that they were saying about each other. And I was like, damn, like that's, you know, cool. Uh, but yeah, a, a, across the league, Callahan is a stud. Um, this has been a long time coming. And w w when we get into pitcher, I'll kind of give my two cents on hiring within. I'm not surprised that that's what they did, but we'll right. talk about that when we get there. But yeah, Callahan, I, I think he's going to do great. Uh, it's a good landing spot for Tennessee, solid ownership. He's going to need to figure out the quarterback position if they go with Will Levis, but um, he's a very bright offensive mind. I think he's going to do well. Yeah, well, I was I surprised, the though. Be, I, I guess the question would be, why isn't he our offensive coordinator? But that's a whole other conversation for another day. Yeah. Um, I was Callahan. I mean, at the end of the day, if he was that great guarded of a coach, he should have been calling our plays in terms of our head coach. But that's oh yeah, oh I I agree. I you know you guys know how I feel about Zach. Oh yeah. I I completely agree. But like I feel like and like if we go into pitcher, like it's gonna be the same stuff. Like they bring in a guy within, and Zach Taylor is gonna be pulling the strings. Or like 
I, I go back and, and look, the, like, the teams that have won Super Bowls that are not Tom Brady and Mahomes in the last 10 years, they've all had a scheme change within, like, three years of going to and winning the Super Bowl. And the Bengals have not done that since 2019. I, I think that they need a scheme change, to be honest. But we'll we'll see in 2024 if what they because like there was some new stuff that they did. We talked about it on the show all the time when Browning was in. Like they were doing some new stuff. I still think they need a tight end, um, and they're going to need yes. to probably draft at least one more receiver to, for sure, a tight end and a left guard. But like that doesn't change the scheme. Like they they threw at three tight ends there all the time. Like they were doing it because they felt like it, not because they had a great tight end in in Hudson or or, or whoever. Um, so I, I, I feel like pitcher is fine. Like he's in terms of like what the Bengals want, but what the Bengals need, I probably would have maybe invested in maybe some scheme changes, but like Zach's your head coach, he's going to call plays. That's how it goes. Right. So it is what pitcher, it is. I think got, and we'll just touch on this now. He got the job because of the work he did with Browning. Um, but I guarantee you that they consulted Burrow on this. They didn't just, you know, promote pitcher. I think. Yeah. But Burrow. Burrow always is pro his guys. Burrow's not gonna, you know, right. he's not gonna make a scene. Uh, he's he's very, you know, very proprietary. He's that's he he goes about his business like uh, it. The, the Bengals wouldn't have kept Callahan that long, pitcher that long. Kit pitcher's been there since Marv. Like Marv hired him. Zach Zach kept him. Right. Uh, he's been there since 2016 when you know the end of Marvin days. So if they've been there this long, obviously Burrow has a great relationship with them. Uh, and Zach and pitcher and obviously Callahan, of course. So yeah, like that's, I, I don't think it's really surprising that they went that route. Um, they definitely talked to Joe, but Joe clearly has a great foundation with them already or else they would have been gone. Right. Well, pitcher had interviews set up. So there were teams reaching yeah. out and asking to interview him. So we lose him probably if we don't promote from within. So I think that, and I think coupled with sure. what he did with Browning, we were, I, I don't know about you guys, I was surprised at how well Browning played given what we saw in the preseason. So, and that's a definite reflection on the quarterback coach. So I think that definitely helped get him the job and the fact that uh, we had, you know, other teams were interested in him. So um, you guys want to hear something crazy real quick just to, to like really set the stone as to how, first of all, the Bengals, the Bengals are like the only team in the league. Like the Bengals are now the last team in the league. How, how do I want to phrase this? Every, sorry. Every team in the league has switched either an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator since the last time the Bengals did. Right. You guys, did, does that make sense? Did I phrase yeah, that the right way? We, had, and, well, we talked about sure. continuity and we, we, they kept interviewing our guys, but no one kept hiring them. So we kind of yeah. kept the continuity going over the last few seasons. So every team in the league, up until Callahan getting poached, every team in the league has hired a new OC or a new DC since the last time the Bengals did. Um, and yeah, so by the way, so our last quarterbacks coach before Dan Pitcher, do you guys know who it was? It feels uh, like 10 years ago. Van Pelt, wasn't it? It was Van Pelt. Seems yeah, like a thousand go. years ago. Yeah, yeah, it does. So, and he just got promoted to OC on somebody's um, one of the teams to made him the offensive coordinator. He is, uh, yeah, OC with the Patriots now. Wow. There you go. Yeah, that's it. That was yeah, announced yeah, today. Right. That hire today. So, but hey, the brain still works. I remembered Van Pelt, even though that was probably ten years ago. So, um, yeah, you know, he went I straight to Cleveland with Stefanski. Stefanski kept him for three years and. Now uh, Gerard Mayo took him to New England. Yeah. So we've got um did I didn't know this. Hubbard had surgery. So and they're not saying what the surgery was. 
Um, Duke Tobin didn't say anything, but they're expecting Hubbard. He was just in a comment today said that uh, he expects Hubbard to be back at, at uh, you know, the form we saw a couple of years ago. But I didn't realize down the stretch he was playing because uh, it wasn't on the injury report. I didn't realize he had anything that was going to require surgery at the end of the year. But didn't he have a cap or something that he was strained that was problematic for like the, the third part of the, the season? Yeah, that's not a surgery related thing, though. It didn't. Uh, yeah. Did he get hurt? Because he missed a couple games middle of the year. Would you think, do you think that's when he probably got hurt? I don't know. The, all I know is the article, the article it, said it, that said that, that Duke Tobin did not disclose what the surgery was for. Yeah, it, 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 it couldn't have been. Like my the, my naked eye wants to think that or whatever my my brain wants to think that um it couldn't have been that serious because they weren't like they were in playoff contention but right. Joe wasn't playing so like if it was really serious and the doctors told him like you are gonna need surgery for this he probably would have gotten it in November or December whenever he was actually hurt but they probably just told him you're gonna need to get it at the end of the year but you you're, you'll like you can't injure it more so he's like right. all right I'll finish yeah, you know tobin basically yeah. in his comment was talking about what a trooper he is to just tough it out for the rest of the year and then do the surgery so that was kind of the gist of it but it wasn't disclosed i didn't know if i had no idea that it was anything that was going to require yeah. surgery. and like i said they didn't tell us what it was so i didn't know if you had heard anything um but when does the free agent window open up uh march um around march madness like the first week like right. second or third week in march yeah and then franchise tag is two weeks before I want to say. So that's that's gonna be big for the Bengals. That uh, that the franchise yeah. tag window. We'll, well see that, what they do with T. You two, that's exactly you two, what I had. T or Jonah. What are we doing? Both gam You guys are both gamblers. What 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 what's the what what's the line here? Who we who we tagging? For, I I mean I would hope that they use it. Like they might not use it. Like I would no, hope that they use it on T. Jonah or T. They're gonna use it on. I, I don't. You guys. Well, like. Uh, yeah, because I remember on the show mid-season when Jonah was playing well, I was like, yeah, they might tag Jonah. But, like, I, I feel like all the momentum right now is that they're going to keep T. Like, we're at that point where it's just, like, everyone said it, they want him back. It's 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 just so easy. Just put the tag on him and try to extend him. And if you don't, you get him for one week or a, one year. Yeah. I, I don't – Jonah definitely helped his – you know, he had the attitude when we hired Orlando Brown when we signed him. He didn't want to move, but then he moved over. But he basically increased his value because he transitioned so nicely over the right side, and he had a great season. And so I think if we don't tag him, he's going to be signed. I mean, he showed us. He, he had a fine season. He was a, a serviceable NFL right tackle. The yeah. pessimist in me says that he he was that our our a huge upgrade at left tackle really wasn't that much of an upgrade over Jonah Williams. Looking back on it, I know I'm playing Monday morning quarterback, but I mean, Orlando Brown was not something that special this season. No, and he's not going to be. He's not an All Pro anymore. He's he's not. The Bengals gave him a lot of money because they needed stability at that position, and they right. got it. He's going to be healthy. He's going to play a fine to good left tackle. Um, and like that's what they need. Like the Bengals are not going to ever be built with the, like the Lions' offensive line. Like. The Chiefs' offensive line is going to get worse. Tooney's older. Tooney's now hurt and missing the Super Bowl, which we will talk about. Right. Um, other than that, the Chiefs' O-line, but not any good. People think it's really good. It's not. Um, like This is not a team in the Bengals that are going to ever have a top-five O-line because they have a top-five quarterback. Like It's just it's hard. Like You can't, can't really build an elite offensive line. So like the Bengals are now trying to do and just get as much 
stability at that position as as they can possibly have. And I think they're almost there. Uh, if they figure out something with Jonah, that's fine. They have Orlando Brown for a few more years. They're going to need to draft a left guard. Um, I think Kappa's fine at right guard, and Karras is probably a fine center if he's your worst lineman. But, like, it's never going to be a top unit. It doesn't need to be. But, right. you know, Jake, I, I've, I've learned not to argue with you because you know so much more than most people, including myself. But no, I'm not being sarcastic about this. Here's my question. You make a comment like the Chiefs line isn't that good, and you must be looking at it from, from statistics. But you watch the what they've done in the playoffs, whether it's scheming or what. That, that offensive line, in my eyes, looks like it's one of the best in the NFL. I yeah, mean, well, Mahomes, Mahomes makes it look great. I, like right. One of the things with Burrow is, is the casual fans that are not – I guess everybody who doesn't watch the Bengals like we do – instantly look at the sacks with Joe and say, oh, he gets sacked all the time. The offensive line must suck. Well, Joe holds the ball forever on third down. Like every third down, he holds the ball. Is it a problem? And sometimes it can be because like, Joe, you just took a sack to get us out of field goal range. What are you doing? Throw the ball away. But that is what makes Joe so special is because a lot of the plays that make Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow are the plays where he extends and holds the ball and makes something happen so it's a give and take with the sacks i don't care about the sacks i just want an offensive line to play a whole season together um because they're going to get better as it goes on and look the offensive line was not the problem this year that is not why burrow got hurt um they were playing fine and they played really well when browning was in there because he was doing a pretty good job of getting rid of the ball right uh, because he doesn't have the joe burrow superman so he has to get rid of the ball because he can't do anything else but joe's going to get back in there he's going to take his sacks and it's, it might make you think that the offensive line is not good, but it was fine in 2022. I thought it was better this year with Brown in there and Jonah playing right tackle. And it's only going to keep getting better because those guys are still under contract. We'll see what they do with Jonah. But even if they let Jonah go, like that's not, there's, they're, they're not, not going to replace that position. Like they're going to get a right tackle if Jonah walks. They have the cap to do so. Uh, right. They have that ability. So I, I just think that. When people look at the Bengals offensive line, they still think like they're five years behind with what they were in 2020 and 2021, especially they're not, they have good players. They have, they have, they have NFL vets there and they have a, a, a service, a, a stable left tackle in Orlando Brown that is definitely completely overpaid, but we all knew that when he signed, he was going to be overpaid. Chiefs fans told us, we're like, we know it's just, we need him. And mm-hmm. he played, he, he didn't miss a single game this year, right? Brown? I'm I'm really wondering, uh, and I'm curious what your thoughts are. I'm wondering if T is really. I, I understand the whole franchise tag and everything else, but I got to tell you, I I don't know if he's the number one, and I understand that Jamar Chase is the number one on this team, but you you've got one A and one B, and do we really need to be paying that kind of money? I know we've got some cap space. We've got a lot of holes on this team to fill. I don't know if that's the right place to be spending the money. I I disagree. I, I think you got to give T whatever he wants. Um, look, if, if it comes to a point where it's someone offers him $28 million, like Tyreek Kill money, which I don't think we'll get there, then that's a different story. Right. But if T has said, and I don't know if I really believe this because I don't want to think, oh, just because he plays for the Bengals, he's going to just instantly think differently than than other NFL players. But he did say that he would be play- he would be willing to play for the tag, play on the tag and wouldn't hold out. So we'll see. But if if it is as easy as just tag him and figure it out when he's a free agent, that is fine. Um, I, the Bengals are not. We saw we saw this with Jesse Bates. They're not going to force anything. They're not going to overpay right. him what what they believe him to be worth. But the Bengals value T Higgins and they know that they need him in this offense. You can't like where are we picking 18, 17? Something like that. Yeah, there's there's no player in the draft that can be as good as T Higgins in right. 2024 that they can draft like if. 
if they really think that they're better off letting T walk, that's that's their own problem. I think it's wrong. I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen, but um, I, I think T Higgins needs to be a Bengal next year. I, I I really believe that. I think we work something out. I think we tag T, and I think maybe we get deals worked out with Chase and T at the same time prior well, to the July yeah, deadline. Yeah, Jamar, Jamar's getting extended. Jamar's right, exactly. getting extended and, in but, July. But we have to. You have to look at the dollars, and I think because Jamar wants him there, Burrow wants him there. I think that we tag him. We have him for sure this season and we try to work out a long-term deal prior to July and then we don't need the tag. You know, I, I understand incorporate that, that guaranteed I money into his bonus. I, I must say this again. Sure. I know Mark argues with me every time I say this, but Joe, Joe Burrow did not do us any huge favors. I know we have cap space, but he didn't do us any huge favors. We all thought that maybe he would take a little bit of a hometown you know, discount so he could pay Jamar and Chi. He did no favors for those two receivers. On that contract, here's 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 my thing with that. Like, this is why I try to be so. When, when, around this time last year and going into the summer, I, I tried to be really careful on the show about like what I actually thought that Joe Burrow was going to do. I I I never wanted to put that perception out there that oh Joe's going to take a discount. Joe was never doing that. Like Joe has no reason to take a discount. Nobody does. But what the Bengals need to do is they need to take that next step when they actually maneuver the cap because they haven't done it yet. They don't restructure. They don't right. really do anything ever. They did it with Mixon and what. Hendrickson sort of, but not really. The only thing they did was with Mixon and they gave right. him a raise. So like the Bengals need to take that next step. You can extend any player you want in this league. Like there's, you can extend, if you really want to, you, you might take hits somewhere else, but if you really want to, you can extend any player you want. And T is not a $25 million receiver. He might be a $20 million receiver probably is, but you can make that work. If you get a little smart, with the cap, which they have not proved that they've been able to do. So any other team with Joe Burrow's contract, they would be able to make it work. But the Bengals, for whatever reason, have not shown that they're willing to do that. Mm, that's, uh, so, it's not, well, it's not Joe's fault. It's not Joe's fault. Right. I'm going to interject real quick because we, we got eat DJ Reader. We have to either replace or so. Gone. He, he's probably gone. So. I'm going to give you two names. I'm going to give you two names to look at because they've 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 shown some stuff this week at the Senior Bowl practices. Michael Hall from Ohio State might be uh, if he's if if he's there for us might be, and then Christian Haynes, the guard from UConn, has been versatile, can play guard or tackle. So those are just a couple names, uh, guys you can watch this weekend that are possible candidates. Um, you know, at, at the Senior Bowl. So, Paul, oh, oh, I love Paul. I have, I've been watching him for a number of years at Ohio State. Yeah. He's, just, he's just a four. He just he he just plays hard every play. The quite the um. So if that's if you're going if you're going defensive line or offensive line, then what are you what are you looking? You're looking to sign a a, a tight end out of uh, free agency. Um. Well, it it depends. Like they're gonna have to wait to see what these guys do with the combine, especially for the tight ends. I think. Defensive end pass rusher is top top at eighteen or seventeen or wherever the hell they are. Uh, I think that you need at least, you need another pass rusher. Um, we look at these teams like and it's just they're seven deep run like rushing the passer. They rush five like it's nothing. They get pressure with four. The Bengals don't do that. Like what unless like besides Trey, they like I love Hubbard. We all love Hubbard, but Hubbard is not a three down pass rusher. He's a good, he's a great run stopper, one of the best in the league. But on third down, third and eight, third and nine, when you're bull rushing the quarterback, you might even be sending one of those exotic Lou and Rumo blitzes. 
Hubbard is the Bengals are at a disadvantage on those downs when Hubbard is out there. You need someone to take his place. He's not that. He's just not. He's never really been that guy. Now you're in a spot in, in a state of the league where you for four consecutive years with a like good team have been bad at getting consistent pressure. They're a step below every other elite team in the league. Well, every other Miles, team. Isn't that what Miles is supposed to be too, though? He can, or but he, even if even if he is, I mean, we didn't see it this year, but that doesn't mean you know, that they don't have the answer, but they definitely still need more depth. I mean, the Ravens went six deep. The Bengals have one. That's it. They have one guy. And DJ Reader was their best pass rusher on the inside. And right. he's and he's gonna leave. Yeah. So they they need to seriously look at the defensive line. Um, you know, obviously I to this day thought that they should have gotten Hargrave uh last year. Didn't happen. They, you know, signed Brown instead. If I'm doing it again. I would have probably signed Hargrave instead of Brown. But what can you do? But they they need to make a like DJ Reader esque splash at that position this offseason. They, they, the answer is not. I, everyone loves this guy out of Illinois, um, and, and I think he could be really good as a three tech. But he's not DJ Reader, and I don't know if anyone out there in free agency is. But you need an NFL veteran to come in there and give you 17 games of 35 snaps a game at that position and be more than serviceable, be like a presence. Because right. the Bengals' run defense with DJ Reader last year was still awful. Awful. Right. And Hubbard, too. And Hubbard, too. And if Hubbard's getting less snaps because he can't pass rush, I don't You don't know. think they re-sign Reader off, coming off this injury, depending on what his health is? I would I would be surprised if, if they have faith in him coming off this injury. Um, I mean, that wouldn't be the move I make, but who knows? I don't know anything about like whether or not he's the same guy post injury. It's a, what is it? Torn quad. Right. Torn, torn quad. Yeah. That's he's old. Like he's, this is going to be his third contract in the league. It's a big boy too. It's, you know, oh. the, uh, yeah. So oh. we'll see. All right, let's let's jump into the Super Bowl. Now, one of the things that surprised me and it was why my money was on the Ravens was because, uh, with Tooney was out, and I really thought this Ravens defense would get would get to Mahomes. He's so Mahomes is so good at getting rid of the ball. Um, I, I and and before I forget, one of my favorite sound bites of the week was um, what's his face on ESPN, the former Steeler, um, on one of the shows was saying, you know, that Mahomes was the goat, and he said Lamar not delivering showed you that there's nobody in the AFC that's at Mahomes. It's Mahomes and everybody else. And then he said it was Ryan Clark. And then he said Ryan Clark. Yeah. And then he said, if you're going to pull anybody else into the conversation, the only one you can pull in is Joe Burrow because he's the only guy who's shown he could slow his heart rate down and compete at that level. So no yeah. one wants to admit it, but like he's right. Like oh, guys, 100%. time and time again, have gone up against this team, and it's not just Mahomes; it's just like the Chiefs' enigma in general. And the Bengals have haven't cared. Like, right? There's a world where the Bengals are four and zero against the Chiefs the last three years. Yeah, no, it was. I don't. I, I don't count the game that was played. The, the Bengals had a 14 point lead, like in Arrowhead, with Jake Browning against the Chiefs. Like, come on, right. dude! Like this team, like they they love playing the Chiefs. No one else does. The Bengals right. do. So, but part of it. It, and I'm, I'm, before we get into the Super Bowl, did we focus too much on on building a team that could beat the Chiefs and not build a team that would win the North? 
because that's really the first I, I, I don't winning the North, and we didn't. So I don't know if those two things are mutually exclusive because I think that the Chiefs, like they, other than having Mahomes, like this year they've had a really good defense. They figured out how to run the ball. Right. Um, I agree with you. I was gonna wonder. I was gonna. I, I don't really think that the Bengals need to change their strategy of building the team to win in the North because they've won the North the last two years and they would have been in a spot to do it again if Burrow had gotten hurt. So I, I don't think that they're behind. Like they went one and five in division games this year. That sucks. Like it's oh, uh, who, terrible. You know, what are you going to do? But they were, you know, obviously they weren't, I think they went four and two, five and one in 2021 and three and three last, uh, right. last year. So they're not like, bad in division they just had insanely bad luck this year after a couple of good years of some cer- certainly good luck i don't think the team building strategy is is flawed or anything i just think that they have holes that they need to fill regardless of who they play you know, and certainly funny. they 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 have they have holes to fill they're gonna have some shit to do this offseason yeah no no question you know you look and read you look and read about a lot of this stuff that people are bitching complaining about Oh, we shouldn't have never let Thon Bell go and shouldn't have let Jesse Bates go. I'm thinking to myself, it's all about money and building a squad. I mean, at some point, you have to let your youngsters play. And frankly, I, I you know, it, it it just sucks to say it. We probably would have been competitive today if, if, if this year if Joe had stayed healthy, but he didn't. But the point is, is that now you've got, you know, you've got a bunch of D backs all the way across the board that have serious miles on them. For, for experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, you they're know, deep. You've, they're got gonna... to, you've got to find another cornerback. I mean, Awuze, it's just, it's not it anymore, unfortunately. But, I mean, you know, on the backside of the ball, and, and you know, you, you can debate, you can debate, um, I'm linebacker, I'm blanking on his name right now. Pratt. Or, Pratt. Uh... I mean, you know, at, at some point, I hope somebody teaches him how to wrap up. Um, but if we could get him to wrap up and understand some coverage, you know the 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 backside of the line, the backside of our defense is not the issue. I mean, we really have to build the defensive line, and, and you know we've got a few spots obviously on the offensive line. It starts with the pass rush, like Jake was saying, because if you you'll make your secondary look a lot better when you rush the quarterback better. So everything starts there in the trenches, and I think that's well, where we're going to be headed in the draft. But we'll get a big... another. Yeah, yeah. An, another part of it is not just that the Bengals starters were bad. I I don't think that's the case. I thought I they were like pretty healthy throughout the year. Hendrickson finished first or second in the league in sacks. The starters weren't bad. I mean, Nick Scott was awful. Um, and Ozier was bad when he came back. But the Bengals had no depth up front. So when teams would have like a good first half running the ball, they would keep doing it, and the Bengals would have to sub. And the subs were awful. Like, how many times have you seen? You know, one of the film guys on Twitter say how bad Zach Carter has been. Sample was awful. Like, like those guys that they've taken on day three in the last three years have been terrible. They're they're probably going to get cut. You need to reset that. You know, reset the wheel here. Draft some younger guys for depth and rebuild that defensive line. It's not that they need a splash star, but you take a guy in the first round with tools who can who jumps off the page like Miles Murphy, who I still believe in. But if you know we get to July and August, and Miles Murphy is the third, fourth pass rusher on the chart, I'm feeling pretty good because he's going to be 22. It's his pop year, the term breakout age that everyone loves to go. You right. know when they talk about college guys, Murphy had an insane breakout age at Clemson. He's he's going to get better. Um, 
And I, I don't want them to be in a situation where they need to put all this pressure on him to have a double-digit sack year in his first year starting. Because he's going to probably start next year, whether it's on the inside or, or whether it's you know on the outside. Because I expect Hubbard to play less. I, I really do. I, I think that that is an organizational decision they have to make. Uh, as much as everyone loves him, he's just not getting it done. You know, in, in both parts of the game. Right. Great. No. All right. Well, let's jump into the Super Bowl. What uh, do you want to? Are you going to give us any picks that you like? Um, I like the over. I mean, um, yeah, I like the over too. I don't bet on the coin toss. That's my. Uh, that's my. Uh, no, that's my that's advice the, to everyone. Yeah, those don't, some of those uh, prop bets are so stupid. You know, it's a don't, listen, don't do bet a 50, on the coin toss. Bet, you can go, you can bet all day long with 50 50 bets. The idea is to pick something if, you really believe is is leaning your way. So, yeah, I, I if, hate both the, if I hate you, both these teams. I despise both these teams. If you want to, <laughs> who do I hate worse? If you want to lay, if if you want to lay a minus 115 on a coin toss, I'll give you heads or tails. DM me on Twitter. We'll, we'll make something happen. I'll, I'll take your bet you if go. you want to lay minus minus one fifteen on a on a coin toss. Right. Uh, I I lean over. I took the Niners two to one to win the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago, uh, and then I took McCaffrey plus five fifty to win MVP before the conference championship game. So we'll see. I mean, I end a good spot there. Hope they win. Um, put a little bit on it. So that's kind of what I have. Um, I do lead Niners. I, I think the Niners win. I, I, I like I lean Niners too. I think they get a little payback. I think this is yeah. uh I just kinda I, I think maybe this is the year for them. So I, I lean Niners. I will tell you something though. A team that's more upset and hates the teams more than us and it's in their stadium is the Raiders. Because they hate the Niners and they hate the Chiefs. And not only is do, both of those teams there, they're in their stadium and the Chiefs are using their locker room. So, you know, from a from a Raiders standpoint, this is the absolute worst matchup to be in their stadium playing. So, because the reason Speaking why of there was no so my deal with two teams is the Niners and the Raiders would not share a stadium together. That's just never going to happen. So that's why the Bay Area couldn't keep the Raiders. So speaking of the speaking of the Raiders, they just hired Cliff Kingsbury as their OC. Yeah. He's a he's a back from Bangkok or whatever. And Marvin the fuck Lewis he was their, last year. And Marvin Lewis is their assistant head coach or something. Didn't he yes. get today? Yeah. So <laughs> that organization Mar- is just other than having a beautiful stadium in a wonderful city. It's just a, it's just a disaster. Well, I'm going to give Mark Davis credit. He kept Antonio Pierce as his head coach. Had he kept uh, what was his name? The the special teams coach that now is on Green Bay and they have good special teams. Basachi. Had they kept him, they probably wouldn't have been a playoff team the next year. They they have wouldn't have fallen off. I don't know why they went out and got Josh McDaniels. Um, and that was a a complete disaster. And this time they actually looked and said, well, they had an interim coach that did a great job. Antonio Pierce did a great job with that team, considering everything. Yeah. So He's, that was a move they had to make. That was a move they had yeah. to make. Well, they they, 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 they were making the up for the Masaccia so, thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Crosby yeah. came out and said we should have never let Rich leave the building and go to Green Bay. So, um, all right. So make your predictions and let's uh, call it a night here. But we just said Niners and the over. We both agreed. What is the spread right now? One and a half. Uh, yeah. It's, over it's, is like forty-seven, I think. Yeah, it's been ba- it's been bouncing around. On the, uh, you know, it was, I think it opened to two and a half. It went down immediately. I guess a lot of money went on the Chiefs. And now, uh, 
Well, yeah, because there was a, a little. because there was a Kelsey sighting in uh, the AFC Championship game. There was a Kelsey sighting. Yes, he played. Man, he stepped up and played. But what a hell of a hey, game he had! You know what? When the lights are bright, the stars shine, and and guys, you know, like Kelsey step up, and guys like Lamar will. So it's you know that that's all you could say. I mean, he, when you watch players, that either step up and 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 excel in the moment, or they don't. And um, and I like I said, I had my money on the Ravens. I really as much, and that's why I really believed they would win because I hate them. And I said, well, what my mind says that they're going to win this game. They're the better team. They have the better defense. The Chiefs are on the road, you know, th- uh, you know, for the second straight week. And um, I lost money. So it is what it is. That's why they call it gambling. It was easy. They call it easy, but it's gambling. So they call it gambling. So. All but, right. Well, let's see. Keep it. Uh, we'll keep touch. What's uh, what's on the next uh, part of the schedule here, Mark? Well, we've got uh, we've got the uh, combine. We got Senior Bowl this week, so we can do a recap and a combine preview or something. So we'll be back in a few weeks. Please, I'm telling you, subscribe so you know when we put these videos up. We're going to be doing free agency preview, free agency recap. We're going to be doing draft preview, draft recap, and then you know, obviously, we do previews and recaps throughout the season. So just subscribe. It's all we ask. And Jake, tell them where they can find your stuff because they should be listening to your podcast too. And you can find Jake, Jake's Twitter. I post, I pin this episode, and I tag Jake in the tweet. So always when you go to the top of my Twitter feed on LA Bengals fan, you will find Jake's address right there. So you can follow him as well. Tell him where they can yeah, find Yeah, Jake Circus Podcast, Jake Circus Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. And uh just on Twitter or X uh at Jake Circus. Mm-hmm. You want some hoops bets? Sure. I right 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 now I'm I'm the guy. I'm on a little bit of a nice run in hoops after a horrible last two years in college hoops. But we're, we're making it work this year. So I don't have one. any picks right now. I don't have anyone on I don't right, have next anything on one, me. But, next show. but I, I will say this Saturday is the most loaded college hoops slate I have ever seen. Yes, it's a, it's a, it is a nice slate. So you got yeah, that, you got, got the senior ball. What do we got? Real quick. On Saturday? Uh, Duke, Carolina, Kentucky, Tennessee, um, Kansas, Houston, like the three best teams in those two conferences or in those three conferences are all playing. It's ridiculous. Uh, There's some other ones, too. Uh, UConn plays St. John's. I'm forgetting. There's some great games on Saturday. I mean, any game in any game in the Big 12 is a good game. Yeah. So, So there's like four of them. Well, enjoy. Do please subscribe. Please hit the thumbs up. It helps us out with the analytics. Hit the bell so you're getting notified when we do uh, new shows. We'll be back uh, after the Super Bowl combine. You know, we'll play it by ear with everybody's schedule, but we will return. So uh, please support the channel. And uh, I'm going to say, hootay, everybody. Hootay. Hootay. Take care.